Welcome back to the Forget Me Not Diaries. I'm your host, Tyra. And I'm your host, Bree. We are two lifelong besties who are delving into what makes us, us. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Tyra. And I'm your host, Bree. And today we are going to be interviewing a old friend, Dorothy, and um, it's going to be a really fun interview. I'm really excited for this one, but we can delve right into our our tarot pool and our shadow work. Yes. So today we're going to use the Hocus Pocus Disney tarot deck. Mm-hmm. I thought it was on theme. We're recording today. Which is the day of our Halloween party. Day of our Halloween party. So we're really excited and feeling the Halloween vibes right now. So. Uh, <clears throat> yep. And then I did a spur of the moment. I got my hair last night, late at night after. I don't know why I'm touching shuffle. I did the same you. thing last time. We always say one of us will shuffle and then we pass it over and they shuffle too. <laughs> I don't care. It works out. Funny. The Four of Potions, which is the Four of Cups. Oh, cute. Okay. All right. So we're also using the Fearless Tarot today to kind of get a little bit more insight um, on what we're drawing from. So Four of Cups for me is, he's that originally in the tarot, he's the guy who's sitting under the tree and he's being offered a cup and there's three cups in front of him already empty and it's seeing and accepting blessings is what this cup is about. So it reminds you, it says, this is the fearless tarot by Elliot Adam. The four of cups reminds you to see all good things being offered to you in the present thinking too far ahead or dwelling on things long past can rob you of now. The present is where life is happening. This current moment is also loaded with abundance, blessings, and positive energy. Are you open to receiving them? The Four of Cups ask you to start seeing the current gifts being offered to you. So that, I I don't even feel like I need to read much more. I know he probably has so much to say on it, but wow. I just feel like that's such a good cup to get. Or Well, it's very yeah. like... It- it's in your, you be grateful for what you have in front of you. Why are you yeah. looking elsewhere? Why are you daydreaming? Why are you, yeah, exactly. Your fucking things are right here in front of you. Why are you pondering, right. you know, what else? Cause it should just, yeah, I think people get lost in that daydream and they don't realize really what they all have to cherish in front of them. But if you look too at the, at the original art, the guy is just kind of like crisscrossed arms. He's just like ignoring almost too. It's like, open your eyes. See, yeah. see, like you said. See what is there, because there's a lot to be. Yeah, yeah. Don't ignore the yeah. negative. The don't look only to the negative stuff that you have these yes. these three empty cups in front of you. You have more blessings around you than you yep. realize. Yeah, so. very true. Well, that I like that yeah, one for today. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one. Our shadow work prompt for the week is: What does love mean to you? How do you feel about that? What does love mean to me? Showing up. Mm, I love that. Showing up, being there. Yeah. Because I think showing up is one thing. One thing is, you know, you can, I don't know, showing up, whether that's a phone call, a text, I think that's show up too. Mm-hmm. And just showing up and being there. Yeah. It's huge. I think, I feel like love is so complicated for me, but also it's, an exchange in a way too. I feel like when 
it's reciprocated when that's kind of how I feel with show up too a little bit is just like the reciprocation of that yeah like having but also like having the equal reciprocation of understanding is is kind of what I mean too of what you guys meeting each other at whatever level you can and showing up in that way yeah and but if you're somebody who is gonna put like so much expectations on it you know love it has to be like really free too yeah it does yeah yeah no that's for sure love i mean understanding showing up being there and yeah i think that's just huge because i think that speaks volumes and like like no dishonesty Mm -hmm. being honest being vulnerable yeah i mean nobody likes to be vulnerable and i get that but i think when you truly love somebody it's necessary it's necessary because how can you expect to go further with that person without being vulnerable Mm mm-hmm yeah and like you said I really like the what you said about it being honest and yeah to me it's it's up front it sometimes can be hard love is not always easy because if you really love someone you're gonna love someone for a lot of things and not Pete we're all very different people so love is forgiving too and and being like I said understanding that's what I feel yeah, no, that's a, I love that topic because we're having your party tonight. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people that show up and are loving you and all that stuff. Do you love both uh, of us? And... But yeah, love all of us. It's just love all around, I feel like. And yeah. that's what I'm really excited for. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, we've had fun. We still have much more to do, but yeah. And we're going to record this podcast in the middle of it and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Because we're going to fucking do it because I would rather not do this hungover. Yeah. No. <laughs> So today we are blessed to have a super interesting interview with our old classmate, Dorothy. Welcome, Dorothy. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like Dorothy's whole life story could just make an excellent memoir. I'd eat that shit up. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but I think for today's episode, we are going to focus a little bit on this um, spiritual kind of life shift, awakening, whatever you know, want to call it that she's been going through the past few years. Um, So, yeah, when do you feel like all that kind of started to shift for you? Where were you when that happened? (laughs) So, um, in 2019, so I was born and raised here, and I left after high school, and I did a missionary training program. Wow. Yeah, it was it was very enlightening. I learned and grew a lot. Um, it also came with a lot of just toxic things. Um, well, you got to think you were so young in mm-hmm. that time and like young and naive. I think anybody mm-hmm. still eighteen and nineteen and twenty. Young oh yeah, and naive. Oh, I was a baby. Yeah, seriously. I, I never would have said that then. Like that is crazy. Mm-hmm. After I did the missionary thing, I never thought I was going to go to college because I hated school. <laughs> I hated school. Um, as the designated white sheep of my family, it just came with a lot of pressure to like do everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but there was a college minister that I met in Arizona and I just loved her. She was just, I don't know. I just felt drawn to her. So she encouraged me to go to school. Um, and so I started school in 2019, August of 2019. And as you guys know, now being 2023 that was a crazy year to start school oh yeah oh yeah so <laughs> that spring break most people picture you know babes and bikinis and partying for their first spring break but 
uh, not people in masks and airports shutting down. And well, so <laughs> Florida still did a spring break. Yeah, they Florida did. Still they they well, did for sure. sure. But no, that's crazy. Wow, that's yeah. intense. So for spring break, I had plans um, to graduate. So they do a huge ceremony for the AIM, which is Adventures and Missions. Okay. Every March, they do the graduation for the previous year. And so I was graduating from that program. And okay. it's like a huge ceremony. Like it's it's a pretty well-known church in Texas and it's huge. And so they have a banquet with like full of people. And it was still like it happened fast. When shit hit the fan, it really hit fast. <laughs> because like I had left for spring break and like COVID was just like this like I forgot it was Weird. like literally right it at was, spring break. Yeah, literally. and it was like it was just something they were talking about a little bit in China, but like not like it hadn't really hit here yet. Yeah, and it didn't hit us like how big it was yet. Yeah, and so the day before the banquet, they were thinking about canceling it, and they're like, "No, it's fine. This is like this would be the first time in like God knows how years or yeah. something. I think AIM's been a thing for like fifty three years or something like that. Wow. So." it would have been the first time canceling it in a long time. And it's like, they put a lot of effort into it. And like all the aimers had, you know, they needed that ceremony. It's very important to be like, you did this thing. Yeah. Good job. We're proud of you. Thank you for doing it. And so it's like really important. Um, so they decided not to cancel. Oh no. <laughs> and we didn't realize until the day after, like, Somebody had COVID, like one person got COVID at the banquet and then it was like insane. And so I got stuck in Texas. Oh, oh, so I don't think I said this. I was living in Tucson, Arizona. Oh no. And I did my mission work in Phoenix, Arizona. And so I lived there. And so coming back, that's where, or so, but the training, that's crazy. the training was in Texas. Right. And so you're stuck. Yeah. So no I go to graduation. I had, I had five days worth of clothes. Yeah. That's and wild. I ended up being there for over a month and a half. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just stayed with somebody that like, a like they were kind of family at the time. Yeah. Church right. family. Yeah. No. Yeah. For um, sure. You meet these people and you're just, oh, yeah. yeah connect. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. For wow. sure. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So it was insane. So after yeah. that, you were kind of like, I'm going to go back home or. So it was scary to like get on a plane. And yeah. so finally, so in the spring, like it was cra- like the teachers or professors classes were still going on. Oh they were God. just like, let's do this thing called zoom. No one had heard of zoom before. Yeah. So we figured out how to do zoom. And then we were meeting in our classes. Everyone was like sleeping and half- professors didn't know what to do. They essentially just kind of passed us along. Uh-huh. They're like, okay, you passed. And then they didn't know. They kept saying, when you come back next week, when you come back yeah, next week. That's so and then true. we never went back to school. And so then the semester was just over. Like my first year of college was over and it didn't feel like it. It was so bizarre. And so I go back, I fly back. There was three people on my flight. Oh my God. To Alaska? No, sorry. To to Arizona. Because I still had my apartment in Arizona. So this was, okay. So my, it was April, right? April. April. Okay. Anyways. And I had, um, I had a, flight to Alaska to come back for the summer for July to like come visit and between March and July like so much changed I was living in a college town in Tucson Arizona and it was like zombie land there was no one on the streets it was so quiet I was used to like the college campus life was like so active there was no one on campus I was working on campus and nobody was working at the time everyone shut down except for like 
you know, the essential workers. workers. Yeah. And so it was just like ghost town. Yeah. And then the riots started happening for the, um, for the, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter okay. movement. Yeah. And they were like literally vandalizing like my favorite coffee shop right next to my house. And they were like going on marches right by my house, which now I have like my own different views on that. And like, right. right. But like, it's I'm, a lot to experience. But like at in that your face. point, and I'm from Alaska. Yeah. I don't know. Like you guys know, like we don't, we don't go through that we don't shit. Do we don't do stuff. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we're, we're not like, I don't know. We're very to ourselves. I think so, Loki. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I've never been in a riot before. I've never seen a fucking riot in my life. So doesn't seem real to me. Yeah, it it didn't at the time. So it was just really scary. Yep. And then my roommate left. I was living with a roommate, and she was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna go home." And I was like, "Okay." So then it was even quieter at my house. And so I'm talking to my best friend, who is like my soulmate. I love her. She's amazing. We've been best friends since second grade. Uh-huh. And I'm talking to her on the phone, and she's like my rock. She We were talking on the phone through COVID all the time, sending each other TikToks and doing the things. And um, she was like, why don't you just change your flight to like a one-way? And this was a week before I was moving. Whoa. So a week before I came back to Alaska for vacation, I got all of my shit out of my house. And... Put it in boxes and got rid of it. I had a pet bunny who I loved, but he couldn't take with me. It was so hard. I had to rehome him. And I somehow, it was so crazy. I was like, now I'm living here. Yeah. So I moved back to Alaska. I was planning on staying in Arizona, like, after I graduated college and just, like, living there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't even. I'm like processing. <laughs> it's already like, guys, it's just gonna keep being like this. <laughs> it's, I, there's so much. This is why I'm like the whole life. So when you were leaving Arizona, were you saying, okay, I'm, I might, were you going to go back and do missionary work in Alaska, or was yeah. it just um, all off? So I wasn't really doing missionary work anymore. I was a college minister intern. So oh. I was working on campus as a um, for the college ministry department and oh. I we it was called A for C and so we had like uh church in like in the college on Sundays right like okay. in a classroom okay and um wild yeah so we did that and then it was just kind of like we would on certain days of the week we'd hold like study sessions and then like bible studies and wow. stuff like that and um but when I was in the missionary program, it was a lot more, like, strict, a lot more, like, conservative. And oh, then okay. this college ministry that I was a part of was a lot more... Open? I'm, I'm going to say open-minded, yeah. Wow. Um, a little bit, A little bit looser. A little bit more... I was more drawn to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I really liked it. So, <laughs> just not to step on any toes, but just for, like, a little bit of, like, an eye-opener for the how conservative it the church that I was in with is, um, like women weren't allowed to speak. Like, not like we can't talk, but like they weren't allowed to like pray in front of the church or like lead preach or lead singing, any of that. It was like not allowed biblically. I'm sorry for the podcast. I'm doing finger quotes (laughs) under biblically. Um, Wow, so it was that's very, a different world. Very strict, and it's much different. I didn't grow up in the church at all. No, I no. I came to the church when I was almost eighteen years old. That's fucking crazy. And so, 
Wow. And for that to be, like I said, young and naive, you well, know, and, to like think that's, and then you think that's not nor- like normal is what I want to say. Like you're not questioning it. And then probably now you're in your college life mm-hmm. and you're learning more and you're in a more open-minded, you're like, oh, that, that's weird. That's odd. That doesn't add up to what I was taught. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then you put, put puzzle pieces together of like, that makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's well, just crazy. and then I was going to say, was that something that like led you to kind of like move towards that college and then move away from all it all in general or was it something else I think it was just a part of a stepping stone of finding my independence over what all this means because mm. I think um so what brought me in the first place was just really needing safety yeah, yeah. and refuge and and like it was it was a beautiful love story for how I came to the church and how I met God it was beautiful yeah and so supportive and so loving and so kind it was like it was a care a level of care that I'd never seen in my life before Aww. and I needed it it was precious yeah. and like the people were very genuine mm-hmm. like and they're they mean well for sure yeah um, I think we all do a hundred percent we're all doing what we think is right yeah. you know except maybe serial killers but yeah. <laughs> that's a different story <laughs> Uh, that's crazy so what was like the hardest part about going home and leaving the church and leaving it all behind everything yeah oh it it was it definitely didn't just happen you know like Rome wasn't built overnight I didn't leave the church overnight it was never like it I mean I think this is even the first time out loud like verbally saying like I left the church really because it it, I mean because I I mean I haven't gone in over like a year and a half yeah or Two, <laughs> if I'm being honest with myself. And if, if I'm, if I just want to be clear too, I'm saying like the church and God to me are separate too. I don't want to I, make it seem like oh, you've yeah. left God behind either uh-huh. because like that's definitely not the case. As no. you've it's said. so yeah. funny that you say that because like I never would have believed that when I was in the middle of this, really? like when I was so devoted, they were, so they, the Bible and like my missionary training, they describe it as like. The church is the bride of God. Whoa. And so it's like, yikes. Yeah. That is, oh so my God. That is fucking intense. Yeah. Jesus so it's, it's kind of like, yeah. So they're, they're one and the same, but they're different, but they're also like in deep relationship to one another. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that in a sense, but I also feel like on my own journey, spiritual journey, I had to figure out what they mean separately. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't figure that out while still going. Oh fuck no. And I've all, I very much resonate with that because mm-hmm. even on my spiritual path of going into like witchcraft paganism mm-hmm. being my kind of like exploratory thing mm-hmm. and I'm still kind of with it but that's why I say more paganism now than witchcraft because I'm really not practicing much. No. Mm-hmm. But I there's still belief in me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, you know? So yeah. but like when I in the beginning I I did try to join some covens. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it felt very similar to joining a church and a group and sometimes like you said you just need that spiritual journey to be a soul journey mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I so I feel that so hard. I know yeah. Sure. Oh. Yeah, and I just felt like and it's again not trying to like step on any toes. It's just my truth and truth and my journey in it. But I just felt like there was too much control, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 
and that might be like partly on me too because I you know let it take control and I did it in the name of God I like sacrificed so much and I did it as in like like almost like it was a gift or like like I was presenting this to God and Mm -hmm. I really like different than that like because a lot of people at this particular place that I was going, like, grew up there. Yeah. They all knew each other. And this has just been their whole life. Yeah. yeah. But for me, in order to conform, I had to give up everything I'd ever known. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially. Like, I had to, like, disown parts of me. And, yeah. And unfortunately, like, I let those parts of me, that even the parts that I liked, go. Mm. No, so that's I, hard. Yeah, so I'm like kind of rebuilding and refiguring out right myself and my growth and that, and picking out the pieces of what you want to keep. And it's a very death moment in the tarot, yeah. very much like a reinvention of yourself, a reborn. transformation. Exactly, reborn for yeah, sure. That's, that's the intense. word. And so when you came back to Alaska, did you think you would go back to the church right away? Oh. I did not come to Alaska with any intention on leaving the church. Right. Oh, okay. I came okay. back to Alaska and was excited and welcomed by my church uh, with with applause. Like, oh, this is the missionary that and they and while I had been gone three years doing missionary work, they had supported me in, in, in a wow. lot of different ways, like financially and you right. know sent me postcards and updates, right. like how are you doing? And I would send them updates on like. The different things as a missionary we were doing. We were working Aww, with refugees. Right. We were working with homeless. We were working with... I was specifically working with the um, at-risk youth in the inner city kids. Um, and so, like, we were updating each other. And it was supposed to be, like, this this moment of, like, coming home and, like, open arms. Yeah. And and so when, we're in, when we were in the training program, they told, they warned us about this. It's called reverse culture shock. It's like you, um, you've changed so much, but then you come home and home looks the same. Yes. yes. And so it's so hard because I went off on this spiritual journey and I learned so much and I grew oh. and I was not the same 17-year-old kid or 18-year-old kid that left. Yeah. And I came back. And I just felt so unseen and unnoticed by them. And, oh. and, it, and it was unintentional because they all, like, even the new people, there was a lot of new faces. They built a new church building and they got a lot of new military families and a lot of new families came in. And But everyone kind of knew who I was because I was the missionary that they supported. Mm-hmm. But, like, I still felt so, like, yeah. no one knew who Cut I was. Off, like, just... Well, I just felt so put in a box. Yeah. yeah. And that was so hard. And I... I stay like I for a whole year kept going after I came back and for the first like I think honestly from the initial like first coming back I knew that like Mm. I think I knew like it wasn't Mm. right for me it was it was too it's like constricting thank you thank you constricting yeah yeah. Yeah, it was too constricting and one-minded yeah like like if you mentioned like tarot to them, like I never did back then, but they right. would have that would have been like yeah, we talked to demons supposedly you, with it. Yeah, I, guess. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're chilling with Satan. Well, it's so <laughs> funny because the more I open my mind and the more I like learn, like I go every, into everything with like a learning perspective. Oh, of yeah. Course. oh yeah, and the more I do that, the more I see that it's all just about like 
finding like love and connection and connection mm-hmm. with the the spiritual world is so like and spiritual <laughs> I think people also view spiritual like spirits you're talking to DI demon and it's like oh. what if I'm talking to a higher power yeah <laughs> oh what if I'm you oh and there's calling. so much out there it's yeah it's so it's like it's, I'm not really talking to fucking ghost people I'm uh-huh. talking there's to there's so much more so, so much it's yeah. so much bigger because what I say what they have with their relationship with God and Jesus that's the spiritual relationship exactly 100% and angels and whatever else yeah so what I do is the same fucking thing you can't tell me it's any different well and if you look at it from my perspective where I think every religion that we see we're all to me I think there is only one or there's multiple broken up into one (laughs) job that is this world or universe yeah and we're all feeling the exact same thing yeah and so we're just interpreting it differently Differently. yeah Mm -hmm. exactly no fucking that's crazy so and that probably was hard like going home and realizing like this isn't for me yeah, this and is, feeling this that. is not for me anymore. Well, and I had been dealing on the missionary field. I lost a lot of people. Um, sorry, I'm going to try not to get too emotional. But Aww, while I was a missionary, um, I lost three people. Um, yeah, so my grandma was like my rock in my life. Aww. She was really special. And I knew her health was really bad. She had passed away when I was still doing, when I was in Mexico City, actually. We oh went to God. Mexico City for... Um, a short mission trip as like a whole everyone Mm -hmm. and then we came back and um, I got a phone call and when I got the phone call I could just my mom didn't say anything and I just knew I was like it's like it's grandma and um, I flew the church paid for me to come home like overnight and it was so sweet so special and I was there. I got to hold her hand when she passed. That's oh, good. And it was yeah, so wow. special. And I will tell you, that was a very spiritual awakening moment for me because I think I always said, like, there's a difference between soul and body. But, like, at that moment, I could physically see the difference. Between like, soul and body. Because yeah. I was holding her hand when she actually physically passed. And I could feel her soul leave her body. Wow. And I think our one friend, who her, her um, grandfather passed away while she was not, like, there. I don't – well, maybe – I can't remember now, but she had spent days, days in the hospital with her granddad. And Mm -hmm. I think she kind of had these moments of like, he's not really here, but where is he? Mm -hmm. I want to find him. And so I think she even was telling us that she Mm -hmm. sometimes has conversations with them. Like she can hear his fucking voice clear as day Mm -hmm. in her mind. And I think that's not her subconscious doing that. I truly believe that it's just him peeking in yeah that's a little a little chit chat move the clouds out of the way but i her religion is not allowed to believe that though that's that's what that's sucks. A, that's a key point right there is mm-hmm. i feel like there was so much i wasn't allowed to do yeah mm-hmm. and to think about to even have a thought of that oh there was so much shame around it wild to me that you can shame somebody just for that it's just nuts because there's so many experiences in this world that are just that is what is hard for me in any structured religion, Wicca, Christianity, whatever it is, mm-hmm. even Norse stuff. I like Norse stuff. I tried and I might do more with that, but like it's so structured and there's so much where they act or portray that they know the answers mm-hmm. to. And to me, there is so much unanswered stuff in this world. If we don't know What's at the bottom of the ocean? How the fuck do you know what's going on in another dimension, Facts. spiritual world? Yeah, yes. true. Very There's true. no way you can know for any certain fact that this or this is going to do this. Like, 
Yeah. That's why I can't, the structure is very hard for me, and that was always why I just. You wanted to break the mold. I wanted to just have it to be, I had to do it alone. It was, it was, and then, you know, not till really Tyra had her fucking spiritual awakening did I really feel like Mm -hmm. I had anybody who really. I felt that. Felt that, and then I came home, and it, it was very different. There was a lot of people I found here that, like, and you've experienced some of them as well, you know, like. I, they're just very open. It's what I was looking for. I feel like more mm-hmm. where it's like an open community more mm-hmm. so than a rule book. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So about a year later, my grandfather passed and he had dementia. So he was and him and my grandma, they were married for, oh my goodness, lots of years, <laughs> like over like 60 years. Wow. And, um, he had dementia and he was, it was, I was almost grateful for his disease because he didn't fully understand that he had lost her. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. And yeah. So he thought she was like on vacation. Oh, that's so so fucking sad. But it was hard. It was almost a relief when he passed though, because he just was searching for her. Oh, wow. He was always in disguise. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Man. And then, so then here comes my anger. Um, About a few months before I was going to finish my field time, um, in Phoenix. And, um, so we, we have to finish 14 months to graduate from the program on okay. the mission field. Okay. And, um, there's all kinds of different mission fields, but my mission field was Phoenix, um, about three months before I was over and I was already feeling a slight bit of burnout, not fully, but like a little bit, like, cause we're carrying a lot of weight. And, um, one of somebody I hadn't talked to in years passed away, but we were, very very close growing up like Mm -hmm. when I was like 14 I lived with her when my mom disappeared Mm -hmm. for a few months and we were homeless I lived with her and her family and um she was battling a lot and she passed away in a car accident oh my gosh so young she's she was younger than me and so I think she was only 21 when she passed battling lots of demons and I was so angry at God I was so mad at him. Like, I wouldn't pray. I didn't want to do all the things. Like, we had so many things we had to do, and we were preaching the word, and we were doing these things. And I did not want to do any of that because I was so mad at God. But it's so fascinating about anger because I have, as women, you know, we're like, it's so hard to process anger because the world tells us. Much like we tell men they can't cry, we tell women they can't. I was talking to angry therapist about this of like how men mm-hmm. just choose more to get pissed off and break shit. Women hide and cry more when they're fucking mm-hmm. pissed, and it's weird because I think that's total like double fucking standard right there. Yeah. Maybe if they were never, we were never taught these society standards, maybe we behave differently. Mm-hmm. Fuck the system. Fuck the people. The, yes. the beautiful thing about anger, though, is it's a powerhouse for change. Yeah. It really is. Like, I think in the beginning of my journey, one of the first things that brought me to God in the first place was I got angry at him. Yeah. And, like, I actually, like, because I kind of always, this is before I even went to church. Like, I got angry at God, and I ended up, like, cussing at him, like, in a prayer kind of form. Yeah. and. That opened right after that happened, right after I got authentic with God, he opened so many doors. Oh, I have so many chills right now. <sighs> I do. 
That's so Because I swear I think that's just how it fucking happens because I've been in your boat with my own mom of just mm-hmm. wondering, like, why the fuck do I have to fucking deal with all this shit all the fucking time? And why did I have to grow up so fast? Why did I have to do this? Mm-hmm. This fucking Same. bullshit. Why the fuck did you put me here? Mm-hmm. Why? That's, that's you just sounds like, like the conversation. Exactly. That sounds like exactly. the prayer I had. <laughs> so I get that. I yeah. feel that. Um, but it's weird how you have those breakdown moments because mm-hmm. I think you're at such a low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're at a low, and so all you can do is because you're just wanting the why. Where's the fucking why? Exactly. Because why the fuck am I on this earth and people around me are fucking dying? Ooh, I wasn't going to tell the story, but I am now. <laughs> um, so when I had that prayer moment, uh, I've always felt deeply protected. I've never, like, yeah. grew up in the church, but I've always felt, like, a presence of protection surrounding me. Because, mm-hmm. like, more chills. Right? Because <laughs> there's so many things that, like, I should have not made it through yeah. growing up. Like, so many things where I, sh- I should have died, and wow. I didn't. Wow. Yeah. And I just felt so deeply protected. And, like, like there was something higher than me that loved me deeply. Wow. And so I, when I had this moment where I was just – something bad happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they always did. But this was just too much. Yeah. I just had had it. And so I cussed at God, and I was like, what the fuck? Why? Why would you put me through this? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do this? Like – you claim to be love and, and right and, exactly all, and goodness, all goodness and, yeah. and peace and and all this and and I am crushed and I'm so sick of it being me mm-hmm. all the time yeah Fucking and man. I have to pick up the pieces for so many people and I can't do it anymore mm-hmm. and so I and I basically said fuck you yeah and 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 right after that I'm laying in bed and I get this like full body chill and I know it sounds a little no, bit woo woo no, but no, no, I we're here for the this, this, this voice in my head that just says because I knew you were strong enough oh, oh god I could cry awesome. I could cry too because that's just how it is and that's what I mean like when I had found that with the universe things that we had done in tarot mm-hmm. the universe is happening for you not to you, mm, correct? Yeah, yeah. And so it's all, it's for you. It's for you for some fucking reason. And that's why I believe everything happens for a reason because it's for you. It's not to you. This isn't doing it to you. It's mm. doing it for you mm. to get you to a better fucking place because that's what's got to fucking happen, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. guess. You know? I feel like that goes hand in hand in a weird way with beauty is pain. Well, if you want beautiful things in life, there are beautiful, painful things you yeah. have to deal with. You have with to go through. Preach. Go through. Preach. That's fucking crazy, though. But what a mm-hmm. spiritual moment to fucking have, though, after getting pissed and feeling like you have no guidance, but you fucking do. Yeah. And mine is my dad of how I truly believe that. I feel mm-hmm. like my dad's been there since essentially birth and has guided me through every mm-hmm. fucking thing I've ever gone through. And I don't know really what the why is, and I just think it's just for me to have a better life, mm-hmm. a beautiful life that I was supposed to have, I was meant to have this, you know? So you just got to believe that you were meant to have a good life. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I just get this strong sense of like, from my, my, I don't know, from God and from my generational trauma that Mm -hmm. it's just, it's time to end this, like put in the work. Well, that's just crazy. And then you swapped one toxic relationship, such as your relationship with the church and then you ended up meeting a man when you came back to Alaska Mm -hmm. was that pretty intense having I guess not I mean I wouldn't call the church toxic but it was very eye-opening for you to go from one crazy relationship into being pushed into just another one right after essentially yeah I wouldn't call it toxic I would just say controlling yeah Mm, which I guess people can view that as similar but um 
Yeah, but I did meet a man and it did end up being pretty controlling. Um, and I think fear just really kind of forms a lot of decision making for a yeah. lot of people and mm -hmm. especially people who've had a lot of trauma in their life. Mm -hmm. And so fight or flight, fight yeah, or flight, fight or flight. <laughs> so. the world was insane. The world was on fire. There was mm -hmm. so much insanity going on. And I just felt so alone, especially leaving the church. I needed to fill that gap with something. And so I got into this really intense relationship with a man and um, at the time, I was still going to church, and he mm. wasn't really a believer. He, mm. um, his family's from Mexico, and so they have a lot more different. They're they're a lot more into like the spiritual realm of things. Um, a lot. It's a, just a lot different. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that. Yeah, their it's beautiful. It's and it it opened my mind a little bit. To like maybe there's more than one way to think about these things. Yeah, yeah, very, um, true, very true. So kind of a cultural shock as well. Yeah, but I just I feel like I've been swapping out these toxic relationships, like my entire life, yeah. one for the other, and um, it's just been like, you know, it's like an addiction. Like it's 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 weird. Yeah, I get that. It's like you're looking for that sense of security. Mm -hmm. right but you also want unpredictability because you're so used to unpredictability so you want something that's gonna constantly be wild and fucking nuts because <laughs> you're so used to being wild and fucking nuts and you are scared at like almost like a weird like peaceful time you don't know mm -hmm. what the fuck to do yourself when mm -hmm. you're in peace so uh, yeah and I'm I'm in a weird way um going into <laughs> you don't know what to do when you're at peace and yeah. in the chaos of the pandemic like I'm almost grateful for the pandemic um, well, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm glad it happened, but I'm grateful for the, all the redirect and the shift in everyone's lives. I think it was so yeah. important because it made us sit with ourselves and reflect. Like I there's so. only so much distracting on TikTok we could have done. Yeah, I um, think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking A, dude. Yeah, so I just, I realized that I'm very addicted to helping people mm. almost in a in a very toxic way. Yeah. Like in a very like... Um, I can't breathe because I'm putting your face masks on before my own way. Mm -hmm. Ah, um, okay. Yep. You'd rather help others before you help yourself. Mm -hmm. oh, and you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't, you can't live a life you like that. You can't do no, you anything with can. an empty cup. But you know? I just, that's all I knew growing up is like being that, that light, that beam of light, being that like helper that guidance that like love that, that like feeling that purpose too yeah yeah because you brought so much light to people's lives so you constantly are in a state of like mm -hmm. this where I fucking tell Brianna you're just constantly trying to bring happiness and ray of sunshine oh. all the fucking time oh. so I'm still happy I'm still happy <laughs> yeah. mom still happy I can oh. fucking do this yeah. that's right no. damn straight and then when oh, you do fuck. break down people are like what the fuck you're not allowed to do oh. this or who the mm. fuck is this you're fucking crazy yeah. Right on point. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like people have so many expectations for me that it's yeah. just become this burden to be this, this expectation of what others think I am. Yeah. But it's just, That's and it's rough. very freeing breaking out of that. Yeah. And um, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's mm -hmm. always questioning yourself and am I doing this for me? Mm -hmm. Am I doing this for someone else? I have to retype texts all the time because I'm like self-conscious. I'm working on like my new thing is working on just being like not having so many I guess I would call them disclaimers or fluffing like pieces to make people feel better. Yes. Where I'm like okay it's no worries. 
Like, mm. I'll just say okay now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fucking, like, it's some, a point across a little bit. I'm just like, it's okay. Because it doesn't have to always be that there's this emotional stress attached to every situation mm-hmm. that I'm going into where I need to be and, extra good yeah. for everyone. And that's all what the time. Uh, mm-hmm. me and Chance have been working on is that I can ask you this question and I know that there's not some background fucking thing in your brain where mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking of something that I did to you three weeks ago mm-hmm. that you're still pissed about and that you're going to treat, you're going to treat me some type of way because there's mm-hmm. this invisible, I can't read your mind. So if right. you're mad at me when I'm asking you this fucking question, you need to tell me that. Yeah. yeah. Or else I'm going to think everything's completely fine and normal until you tell me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't, can't do anything about what I don't know. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I've been in therapy once a week for the past uh, three years and it has been mm. the best well Same. I guess two years but um, been the best but one thing that I really well a couple things that I really work on with my therapist is one two things can be true at the same time mm. like somebody can can not like what I'm doing and it could still be what I like to be doing or ah. what it could still be my right thing my right next thing yes, yes. Because that's why being a people pleaser is hard and why you can't sustainably do that in mm. your life. Because you, people are looking out for their own interests a lot of the time. Yeah. And if you're looking out for other people's interests, no one's looking out for you. Exactly. Which is fucking oh. shitty. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's, that's a deep one. That's deeply rooted. <laughs> yeah, you have to, I mean, and that's what's been, I think, hard for me too, is just like, that was very uncomfortable mm-hmm. to rely on myself for myself. Yeah. Why does it feel like, I, you know, what? that's a question I think we need to ask ourselves is like, why does it feel like I can trust myself to be there for another person? But I can't trust myself to be there for me. Damn. Okay. Hitting us hard this morning. Because that's so <laughs> fucking true, though. Because why can't we show up for ourselves? Other, why is it so much harder? Fuck, Brianna. The other day, I literally said out loud, I need a me. I just yep. need a me for me. But you have a me. Only constant. Yep. There's so much change. There's so much going around. Yeah. Everything is constantly moving and supposed to be shifting and there's different seasons. And like we're also moving and shifting. Yep. But we're also always going to be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's call ourselves out. Yeah. You can show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. You oh, and you can. have to. You have to you have because to. who the literally who the fuck else will? Mm-hmm. And low I think key though. And I think that is really linked for me to feeling so lonely abandoned whatever that feeling you know it is mm-hmm. for you just because I'm abandoning myself in a way and not you know people can only be there for you so much and you can only be there for people so much mm-hmm. so you have to be there for yourself <laughs> stop <laughs> that's cute it is very, wow wow you have like realization you should be writing this shit down bitch. it's recorded <laughs> <For> sure. i'm good <laughs> yeah oh that's crazy but yeah it's like so i was wondering too what made you in that relationship with that man you know we're kind of moving closer to where we are now in mm-hmm. this timeline that we're going through what made you decide like okay this isn't it either for me Yeah, so I think both with the church and with the man that I was with, I was, I'm not going to say masking, but it was kind of like, this is the safe place. Yeah. And it wasn't. And um, 
I think I knew before he ended it, I knew for months that it was over, but I kept doing whatever I could to like make sure like, Oh, see what I could do, see what I could do. But he, there's this Taylor Swift lyric that says, um, he pushed me to the edge, but you were too polite to leave him. And I was like, pretty much like he literally did everything in his power to like get me to leave him. And I still stayed because I, you know, I was like, do you know, I didn't want to try and do it alone. Mm -hmm. It was scarier, but it was so hard when he broke up with me. He broke up with me July of 2022. Yeah. Literally two days before my best friend's soulmate that I was talking about earlier packed up her husband and her her child and moved to Arizona. They they bought a house. They've been gone over, over a year now, and Aww. it's so hard. And part of the reason I moved back is because I had that support system with them. Oof. So I lost my home with them as well as my boyfriend at the time, and I was just crushed. Yeah. And um, another, sweet, but I needed another it. But I needed it. Yeah. yeah. And I but. needed it. Like, I'm so grateful today that he did – have the power to leave because I think we both were I mean I've I've witnessed addiction my entire life mm-hmm. with multiple people in my family everyone and um I will say that like this relationship looked a lot like you know addiction like yeah. it was just there was it wasn't love anymore it was like we had love for each other but it was more so powered by like this like Lust. Fixed. Yeah, this, this need to get the fix, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's fix it Which for a minute. Unfortunate. Then... Yeah. And we would just, you know, do everything to like bury it and cover things up. And so, yeah. So we've been broken up since July of 2022. And so, wow. I've that's been, rough. yeah. No, I've been, I went through a whole summer without him. It was good. Um, was it different? It was, but it was also beautiful. That summer that he broke up with me, I made an effort to try and figure out how to be alone. Like I went to music in the park every time by myself. I've always been like super anxiously attached to people or like addicted to being their codependent person that they rely on. (laughs) But you just he needs them too. I just don't I don't know what to do if I'm not somebody's do it like doing something for somebody. If I'm not needed, I don't want to be there. Oh Oh, this I so my best friend in the whole world's little sister got married this summer and it was beautiful. I love her to pieces. She's like my little sister. And um, but I found myself feeling like in like, oh, I like I've known her since she was four years old and I felt like I shouldn't be at the wedding. Like Aww. because you, you know, didn't just have anxiety you. You and didn't I didn't have, have I felt like I needed a reason to be there. Like I needed like I had Aww. so before I was opening up to my therapist about all these like crazy illogical beliefs beliefs because it's like why would they of course they want me there they love me yeah but talk about this this morning (laughs) but I didn't have like a job to do there and so I didn't feel like I you know like I felt like I needed to to you know feel that and so my therapist told me to if I can go off by myself and do like a little meditation and sit with myself quietly and just like out loud say I'm allowed to take up space. Oh, yeah. And so I Chills did that. Again. I again. did that. And Aww. then I went back to the wedding party and I had a great time. And so it was just, it was, it was just like I needed that moment for myself to be like, I'm allowed to like, take up space and not just like so similar. Needed. So similar yes. thought processes. I swear to God. 
I love yeah, you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about Vegas. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Brianna had a little insecurities there mm-hmm. too. Yeah, the whole trip, while I loved it very much, was mm-hmm. also very terrible for me in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I, a lot I of feeling no like I was out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and anytime I did try and take that time away, mm-hmm. I just had more anxiety that I wasn't out doing things, being mm-hmm. around taking up space like I felt like I needed to both take up space but also not, not take up too much, much space. space it was mm-hmm. a terrible rock and hard place I put myself in yeah, yeah. And but Brianna like was a fucking everywhere. boss ass bitch I, and it sucks <laughs> that you felt that way because the entire trip I was like I don't know what I would have done without you oh. I, know. I don't know what I would have fucking have done without you I really don't I still don't know I wouldn't have gone gotten through a lot of that shit without mm-hmm. you there yeah. would have been 30 times more stressful so Thank you. And I just had a lot of, like, anxiety, PTSD. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to let anybody know because mm-hmm. my wedding was so anxiety full of, like, terrible emotions, too. Yeah. And, like, I didn't want to bring any of that energy. Mm-hmm. So you're like, avoid, 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 avoid. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, can't tell anyone uh-huh. how I'm feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. We yeah. will have a redemption. No, mm-hmm. it was still very good, still but fun. I yeah. am definitely going back for yeah. sure. I need to be in that lake again. Yeah. <laughs> it was so warm. But it's so oh. true, though. But you are allowed to take up space. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's it's very important to tell yourself that. I, I struggle with that every fucking day, I swear, wherever I am. So, Dorothy, going into all of that and, like, learning all these processes and going – working with your therapist and, you know, all of that combined, these new spiritual things you've been kind of letting yourself open your mind to, what are your primary goals and points of focus in your life at this moment? Now that we've, we're like a year later, mm-hmm. you've learned some more things, what's going on in Dorothy land? I love that, Dorothy land. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to college. It's taking forever, which I'm okay with. Um, I'm getting my bachelor's degree in human services. Ooh. So I am currently suffering from major burnout, but yeah. um, but that's okay. I'm going to get through it and do some self-care and exactly. I'm on that journey. You um, are. You pulled that temperance card. You're on that journey. Bitch. Yes. So. So, uh, so my main goal with my degree in human services is to work with human advocacy. Um, I want to help the helpless. Um, I want to continue to shine light in dark situations. Uh, so many people are suffering in silence, and I want to empower people to like feel the freedom to reimagine themselves. Um, help them learn that they are far more capable than their circumstances would lead them to think. Um, That's well, I'm just doing that and working on, generational, <laughs> you know, while fixing my own generational trauma and doing my own shadow work and, um, still on this journey with God, I'm not alone in it, um. Yeah, and the, that's the grand scheme of things, but I'm also hope, hopefully um, working on writing a memoir, um, and um, I'm planting the seeds for that. It's still in the works, and then I also just want to get into, like, activism and yeah, that that's kind beautiful. of thing. Wow, look at you go, bitch. Hell wow. yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, that's so powerful, Dorothy. That's awesome that you are a person that can go bring that light in a good way, like you're not draining your light though. You're also mm-hmm. gonna try to focus on yourself too and heal that, which is beautiful. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That is so fucking cool. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's just very beautiful. Very beautiful, Dorothy, that you can provide that for people. But um, 
if we're going to go on to this crazy, thrilling path of yours. So even though you grieved the loss of the church that you were really connected to, being young and connected to that, you've been finding a new spiritual path the last few years, it sounds like. has, And that has to be really scary and thrilling. What has been the most eye-opening with that? So for sure, the most eye-opening thing for me has been that I have power oh yeah like within me oh that's and like that's not something that I have to like you know turn off at it never you never have to you'll never ever have to dim your light and your power it's something that I'm allowed to take pride in Mm -hmm. like it's something that like I am allowed to um to love about myself and not fear and and just because other people are afraid of it like my whole life, I feel like people have been taking that power away from me, and mm-hmm. I've just been letting sucking them and literally sucking it. Oh, just sucking it out of yes. me, and I've just wow. been letting them. And so, um, these past few years, I've been really um, opening up to that and like allowing myself to be this be force. powerful. Yeah. Ah, I love that. Yes. That's exciting, and that's what happens when you get all those. Essentially, the other card that you had fucking pulled. The woman that is blindfolded. The eight of swords reversed. Seriously, mm-hmm. though, you fucking take the chains off. And especially the devil in, mm-hmm. in tarot, the card of the devil. You're taking the chains off. It's a very devil-heavy card. Yes, because, it like, it's a lot about removing the limiting beliefs yep. that are chaining you, you down. Yep. So mm-hmm. here you are fucking changing your belief system, girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, get to it. Wow. And now we have um, a little bonus question. Yeah, we did not we tell could... you this question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have not been doing it the last No, because fucking... it's only for people who are new, though. And oh, we haven't had any new... For Shana? Oh, we didn't do it for Shana. Okay, we're going to oh. put that. What is it? <laughs> Anyways. Bonus question. Now I want to message Shana. Yeah, damn it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's bonus impossible. <clears throat> we'll, ask it ne- we'll ask Shana next time we have Shana on the podcast. Yes. So anyways... Which is our, essentially, this is our last question of the day. Yeah, always. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the last question we ask people, so we love this question so much. Mm -hmm. What is your best piece of advice for living? Ooh, okay, so. (laughs) It's a hard one. I know we didn't have this one on the list of questions, because I just thought that. You're good. I feel like I heard, I've listened to your podcast, so I've heard some people answer it. Um, First off. You're allowed to take up space, yeah. mm-hmm. but also your worth doesn't come from anything you do. Like mm-hmm. you're worthy because you exist. You have a soul in your body and you have worth with that. Nothing you it. do is going to add or take away from your worth. Oh, that's precious. And that's something you got to believe because that's, that's deep. That like is that. a very good answer. I yeah. love the answers to this question. This yeah. is my favorite. This, oh. fa- this is my favorite. Cause it just, I think it also shows who you are as a person or like what you're trying to learn for yourself at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? So that's mm-hmm. a very beautiful piece of advice is you can take up space and you're mm-hmm. worthy no matter what you do, who you are, what you people think with. of you, what exactly. people expect of you. Yeah. And what you don't do. Yeah. And what you don't do and what you yeah. don't allow yourself to do. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. We're definitely going to have to have a part two to this shit because <laughs> yeah. Dorothy is a lot. And I feel like <laughs> I, I mean, love that. I, mean, no, that's I such love a good it. Way. It's true. I, mean, I know. It's such a good and way. You, what is that, that girl? She says, if I'm too much, go find less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. Fucking A. So 
And we won't go find less because Dorothy <laughs> is a power box, I think, Aww, of, of a lot of interesting questions and someone that we can seriously sit down with and talk and have mm-hmm. like-minded discussions. Yeah. Exactly. Which I love talking to you guys, too. Yes, yeah. thank you no. so much for being here today. <laughs> we have had, like, the best time. This has been amazing. This was fun. This was a good time. I felt drained, and now I feel way better. I oh, do. Oh, good. Yeah, I, yeah I was so exhausted. And now I'm like, all right, ready to conquer the fucking day. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love that. If Dorothy can do it, fuck, I can get through this. Man. Exactly. She went through so much. Like, yeah. that's how I'm feeling. I'm on yeah, top of the exactly. world. I'm like, exactly. I can do things. So, thank we'll you. have so. to do a trauma dump episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we will. Yes, and that Toxic Parents Part 2. two. <laughs> Legit, seriously, fucking Or whatever eight. it is, but yes. yeah. Oh my gosh, well, thank you, awesome. friends. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye, Bye. friends. Bye.